Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. How you doing? Welcome back to Really Riley. I am so damn excited about today's podcast because I get to talk about one of my three favorite things in the world, diamonds. And also I get to connect with uh, OG We Got This Fam listener. I'm so excited about this situation. This is um, a bit, if you will, or an idea that I came up with when I was in regular radio on the air because we would always hear about people calling in with their, you know, what's good Wednesdays and how the things that they were excited about. And obviously there's always something cool about, oh, I just got engaged. I just got the, you know, I just got the love of my life asked me to be his wife or, you know, my, you know, some we actually had some people other way around. Like I just asked my husband to be, you know, my husband or whatever. Um, but at the end of those bits, I would always ask everyone like, oh my God, show me the ring. Because fun factoid about me is that I wanted to be a gemologist in another life. I love jewelry. I love all of the aspects of it. I really feel like it's wearable art. I feel like it tells a story and particular engagement rings because it tells a story of love. And it's always so heartwarming to me to hear and share other people's love stories through their rings, because this is going to be a piece of your future that you're going to wear forever. Hopefully it's an heirloom and all those things. I just love love. And I think it's really neat to dive into that further because Lord knows I talked about my engagement and my wedding at nauseum <laughs> and sorry, not sorry, because I waited my whole life for him and you know, fairy tales are cool. But without further ado, let me introduce to you. Katie is on the podcast today. Hello girl. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Um, you just got engaged, ma'am, and I'm so excited uh, for you. I did. Not just though. How many? Thank how long you. has it been now? Well, we got engaged on the sixth of May, so it's been a couple weeks. So I was asking you before we started, ta- you know, recording. Like, do you feel still completely on cloud nine, or like in shock, or like what's? Because I know after I got engaged, like it didn't feel real for like the first three days. I was like, what is this on my finger? And then it just like it goes in weird waves, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. I honestly, I think I blacked out during the entire proposal portion. I don't even know if I said yet. No, I'm kidding. I definitely said (laughs) But but yeah, no, after a couple of days, it finally started setting in. And actually... um, I don't know if we had like the cloud nine until like a week after. Right. Um, I think so him and I have both been married before mm-hmm. and I think we both kind of clenched a little bit and we kind of freaked out. Oh shit. It's honest. real. Yeah. And, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> this is happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then after a couple of days, we finally started to get into our rhythm again and we started to, you know, see the signs of, you know, the love that we have for each other that we have been seeing this whole time. And um, then we were like, okay, we can calm down. And that's when we really started to get back into our cloud nine um, moment. Feels, I guess, if you will. Can yeah. I tell you how much I fucking love that you said that? Because so many people, and I think this is true with everything, weddings, babies, all the things, they think you you have this, Cinderella-esque picture in your face that it's supposed to go a certain way. And so many people are so damn afraid to say anything other than that. 
But yes, sometimes in these moments you want to puke because you're like, wait a minute, hold on. This is supposed to be this big life's moment. And I like it. I don't know. Like when he first got out on one knee, I, I put my hands in my face. He was like, he thought I was going to like leave. Cause I was just like, this moment's <laughs> happening. Oh my God. Do I really want it to happen? No, no, wait. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. You know, you do get that moment of, Oh God, I always call it the roller coaster yeah. effect. You see that really cool ride. You've been wanting to go on it for forever. It's like this big rush of emotion. You're at the top of the ride. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Wee! Let's do it again. You know, that's, Exactly what happened is, and I think for him and I both, we had this, um, you know, picture perfect moment in our head. We played it in our heads over and over. You know, I had written down things that I wanted to say whenever it were to happen, um, and was practicing what I wanted to say. He was doing the same thing, and then we got to the moment, and I think all we got out was, "Will you marry me, Katie?" And I'm, and I think I said yes, super quiet, and he's like, "Did you say yes?" And I was like. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, isn't so, that, like, honestly, I feel like that's how it goes. That's why I was so damn determined to have a videographer at my wedding. Because it's like, I won't remember anything. I, I think Marshall had, he said something about a best friend. He said something about, he, you know what? They both got the important words out. We'll just, we'll just put it like that. So that's exactly right. yeah. what I like to do is when I do this, show me the ring. I like to hear a little bit of your love story from jump, you know, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, all of it, if you're willing to share it. And then also at the end of the podcast, I usually give the specs of the ring and what it looks like. And I'll post a picture on it on Really Riley Podcast on Instagram. Um, but I kind of want to give the specs of the ring first because I have an inside track. And I know that the ring is very indicative of the proposal and why it looks the way that it does and why it's a certain shape. So... Without further, it's so gorgeous, by the way. It's so unique. So Katie was blessed with a pear shape, which is one of my, like, was one of the ones that I was like, okay, either I know I went around, but I love the fancy shape. A pear is so beautiful, classic, but it's got that little bit of an edge that is something else, like just a little pop. I don't know what you call it, but I love it. And double halo. And she has the diamonds going around it in the double halo. And then it's 14 karat white gold. And the thing I like about her ring, though, side note, he got her in the center a D clarity, which for those of you guys that don't know, that is damn near perfect. So bravo to him. Um, But also she has lab-grown diamonds going around the outside. And I think that this is really cool to note because of the fact that a lot of people don't realize that you can do that. A lot of people I've heard, you know, will get something else besides a diamond as in a colored stone, which I think those are beautiful too. But... There's so many options out there for beautiful, meaningful rings that it doesn't have to be one size fits all. And it doesn't have to be a situation where if you didn't go to freaking Tiffany, that it's, you know, not exactly what you wanted because Lord knows they overpriced their shit, but it's beautiful. Congratulations. Congratulations. I love it. But Thank you. before we get to the meaning of that pear shape and the reason why it's the pear shape. Tell me a little bit about you guys, how you guys met. I know you guys said that you were married before and then that ended yeah. in divorce. So tell me a little bit about that evolution to meeting to falling in love. Yeah. So actually that's a really great starting point because I really do feel like our journey towards each other happened about five years ago. I think that was when around the time where his divorce was finalizing 
Um, and unfortunately, that's when I lost my dad. Oh. Um, and yeah, and so I, I can only speak, you know, my story and my part of the journey and my path to him. Um, but about five years ago, my dad passed away suddenly. I talked to him the night before and the next day he was gone. My God, I'm um, so sorry. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, it's, it's been tough, but, um, you know, after my dad passed, I, there was just a couple of other things that kind of happened uh, that really kind of put me back on to the, onto this path that I am currently on. Like the company that I was working for, it ended up selling. Um, and so then I had to go work for another company that ended up being a really toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID happened. God, what a <laughs> shitstorm. I have, yeah, it really truly was for, for about a year. Like all those things just kind of happened back to back to back. Um, and then, you know, I have a son and at the time he was five when COVID, COVID happened or no, he was just turning seven. Sorry. Wait, when was it? Mom, I got you. <laughs> I know. I know. No, it was, it was five years ago. So he was five. And, um, so I had to do the work from home, be the teacher, be the mom, uh. be the disciplinarian, all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. And I would continually tell my friends, it feels like we're going to war. And just to back up, I was in the military, and so, so my you can brain say that. Just kind of went into <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's what happened, right? Like my brain just instantly like went into fight or flight and just get everything done, right? And everything do. else kind of shut off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then you know, two years in um, dealing with the grief, um, I ended up. And in COVID, I ended up getting another job. It was a fantastic opportunity. I still work this, um, this job to this day. Um, but it taught me a lot of stuff. And in particular, it taught me one big lesson, which was you can do anything if you just put, you do anything, anything major in your life, right? Mm-hmm. If you just put in a little bit of work towards that goal every single day. Who preached? I just got so goosebumps. Yes. Yes, mama. <laughs> so I took that and I was like, okay what's my next big goal? What do I want to accomplish here? And I was like, you know what? I want to feel feelings again. Yes. <laughs> I'm still in this dissociated state. And I was like, how am I going to pull myself out of this? Um, so I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to run a marathon. So let's try that. Wow. And so, yeah. That's a small now, goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to do something big, right? Yeah. And, uh, to be honest, all, all cards on the table, I ended up running a half. But um, I was like, let's, let's just start at a half. I, I will probably kill myself if I end up doing a full. Um, so I ended up that day buying a Garmin watch and setting it on the, you know, setting to train for a half marathon. And it laid out a plan for me to run like five days a week. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And so every time I watched beats, I got outside and I started running. Wow. And that's, yeah, so every five days a week, I was running through the winter, through snow. Um, I, <laughs> I just needed to get out of that headspace. Oh my God, and, I love um, that so much. I mean, because you know me, yeah. I'm, like my fitness kick started my journey to all things good and all things manifesting. And I feel like that is such 
Oh God, I love you. Such a damn important thing to say about love stories because all too often people ask me like, how did you find Marshall and your perfect person? I'm like, first of all, nothing's fucking perfect. One, but two, the biggest thing I did to manifest him was loving myself first, because when you do that and you get your head in a good space and dust out all the damn cobwebs, you can walk into another relationship, especially if you've been divorced before. Say I wasn't divorced, but I had the same, I, I had a toxic relationship with a fiance twice over. So it might as well have been a divorce. Um, and I had to love me and get all that shit out of the way before I could open myself up to love somebody else because marriage ain't fucking easy. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm so excited that you said that because I think it's an important thing to note. Yeah, no, exactly. I I needed to get out of that funk for myself. I needed to get out of that funk for my son. Um, And it just needed to be done. And so I was like, let's put in the work. I did it. I ended up completing the half marathon. I didn't do well, but I finished. And that's what matters. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. no. um, I've never done a half marathon. Okay. First of all, so you've done more than I did. And that's the thing. Sometimes with those goals, it doesn't have to be perfection. It's the destination and the journey, not, you know, or it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then after I completed that, I obviously felt invincible. And I was like, what other things do I want to do with my life that I've wanted to do for so long, but I've been putting them off for one reason or another. And it was take my son to Disney and swim with dolphins. Oh my so God. That summer, <laughs> yep. So that summer I swam with dolphins and I took my son to Disney and thus ends my healing part of the journey. <laughs> I love that so damn much. I am terrified of dolphins, but <laughs> no, what? no, I'm joking. I grew up in Florida. I don't like creatures in the water. They're beautiful, whatever, but it's just the last time I went swimming with my son in Mexico, he was like 10 months old. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing in this pool with my kid with these dolphins? It, you know what? I was just traumatized. They're beautiful creatures. That was a weird random side note, but I do love that. I love the idea of fulfilling so many needs for you before the perfect person came in. And honestly, I'm going to go with this because you know me and my manifestation. The universe is listening. The universe is always saying, okay, when did this, we're going to give this person what they need when they need it. That is no bullshit. All too often when people are heartbroken and they're like, Riley, I'm never going to find love. I'm like, well, you know what? You keep saying that you might not. It's just what you think about, you bring about. And I think it sounds as though, even though I'm not letting you get to the story, my bad, that you were in the perfect spot to find your perfect person. I, I really... Yeah, no, I was, I was in the perfect headspace, or so I thought. Oh, right? no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I end up, okay, so um, here's where I download Hinge, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to start dating. Oh, again. good old Hinge. But I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know who I was looking for. I just wanted to stop dating toxic people, and yeah. I wanted to stop, um, I wanted to start, like, just figuring out more about myself right Mm -hmm. and so I approached dating very open I'm gonna talk to people who I'm you know interested in you know um and I feel like I can connect with and then maybe also go outside my comfort zone a little bit and talk to people who I wouldn't necessarily um you know swipe on um and just see what happens because they have some qualities that I'm interested in right um 
So I went on, you know, a couple dates, had conversations with a couple folks. Um, and then here comes Mike. He, I think he paid a premium and he stood <laughs> me like a rose. Nice. And, <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy who's spending money on a dating app and sending it like the rose or whatever to me? It's like, what is like something's wrong with him? Yeah. What's wrong reason, with you? Oh my God. It's usually those <laughs> right. that you end up with, of course. Right. So, um, I end up, so how things work, I just had like the free version and, um, you can't see all your other matches until they match you, with you yeah. decide on the, yeah, unless, until you decide on the, the person who's, you know, on your screen, like the top of the list or something. Um, so I, I stare at, I open my app up and I stare at a picture and I close it. I'm like, I can't, I, I'm not in the headspace to make this decision right now. Like there are things that I like about them, things that I have questions about. I'm just not ready to make that decision. So that goes on for about a week. Mm-hmm. And then I'm finally like, you know what? Let me look at his profile one more time. And there were two things on his profile that stood out to me. One of them was he liked to clear the time on the microwave, <laughs> which what? really spoke to the OCD in me. I hear you. My <laughs> husband is the same. And then the second one was that his love language was quality time. All right. And for me, that was so important because on all these dating apps, you do see a lot of men who just put physical touch as their love mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. And Ew. it just made me feel like, yeah, like there was, he, he reflected on himself and what he truly values. And so I was like, okay, let's. Let's see what happens. There's and, also that funny um, spin to it about like the Jerry Maguire thing. You can't shoplift the pootie. Like single mothers are no joke. Like we don't date to we hook don't up. Around. We don't date to no. hook up. And if we do date to hook up, we're not worried about whatever's on your profile. But I hear you on that so much. Yeah. And so, um, so let's see. Then we had a conversation, and I think he wanted to go on a date, you know, within a week of us just chatting. I didn't want to um, have one of those, oh, what's it called? Like, where you're just texting back and forth, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Like, like I call those micro-relationships. I call those micro-relationships because I had so fucking many of them before I met Marshall that you get so involved. Sometimes you'll have, like, these deep conversations into all hours of the night, and then you look forward to their first text in the morning, and then you meet them, and it's like, what happened? Yep. I didn't want that at all. I didn't want, I didn't want that. I wanted, one, I approached the situation being very just true to myself. Mm -hmm. So if I had a funny meme that I thought was funny, I would send it um, and see what he would do, um, you know, or I would respond you know, just naturally how I would. And, um, but I wasn't getting into long drawn out text messages. I wanted to, you know, have a lot of those conversations in person with him. So just kept right. it very light. And I made him wait for a couple of weeks, to be honest. Like he asked me to go on a date probably within a week of talking, but unfortunately I ended up with COVID. So he had to wait a week there. And then it was, uh, and then I had my son for the weekend. Um, because we co-parent and he goes back and forth between me and his dad. And so um, couldn't go that weekend. Um, so he had to wait a couple of weeks before we finally were able to go on our first date together. But he was, he was patient and he waited for me and he understood. And it was actually really sweet. He offered to 
like Uber Eats me some Aww. chicken noodle soup or Gatorade while I was sick. I said, no, 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 it's fine. Um, purely for like security reasons. Like I didn't right. want to give a random guy my address anyway. Uh-huh. But it was a really sweet gesture and it, it really meant a lot to me. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so then we uh, ended up going on our first date and it was axe throwing. Very romantic. <laughs> I think that is uh, romantic. <laughs> Honestly, like I love those out of the whack. I don't like romantic dates for first dates. I don't like granted. I love that Marshall and I went hiking our first date, but I don't like that poshy washy. Like, let's no. get dressed up and spend $300 on a dinner. Why? Because I'm spending the whole no. time worried I'm going to have like pepper in my teeth. I like that idea. Exactly. And especially doing something physical, you know, because I'm going to look at your butt while you're throwing that axe. Yep, I, I I am not the type of person that can go to a fancy restaurant. It gives me tons of anxiety, and it puts a lot of pressure on the both of you to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. For me, I need to do some sort of activity, especially for a first date, because um, then you can just have a natural conversation or, you know, take pauses in the conversation to, I don't know, have your turn or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but it was so funny. So when we when we got there, I told him that I was in the parking lot, I expected him to like come to the car and walk me in and we would walk in together. I don't know why I expected that, but I just did. But he ended up just going straight in. And I was like, rude. Right. Um, Whoa. Why didn't you come Easy and killer. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, anyway, I come to find out later on that he ended up talking to, um, I don't know, one of the hostess or whatever that um, it was his first date and he wanted help like to do whatever. Um, you know, to impress me or whatever throughout the date. So uh, he gets a pass. Yeah, he gets a <laughs> that pass. That was really for that. thoughtful and very that is cute. cute. Um, <laughs> but um, so anyway, we we ended up um, just staying at Axe Throwing until the place shut down. And we were just talking the whole time. Um, we have, you know, so many things in common, um, so many like just weird synchronicities about like just our life and our story or that just kind of I don't know it's so hard to explain it's, it's so hard it's to not, verbalize it's freaking manifested I know what you mean and this is what I preach to everyone when you meet that person that bullshit ass line that annoyed me for years of when you know you know like it smacks you in the face even if you don't think on that first date you're gonna marry this person there's some little flicker of a switch that just goes and hits differently. And you're just like, where the fuck have you been my whole life? Like what, where were you before, sir? You know, like that is the only way that I can describe the feeling of when you meet your person. It's unlike anything else. It it really, it truly was. And, you know, I threw a lot at him that night too, Mm -hmm. because like you said, being a single mom, like you don't waste time. Like, you got to be up front. Like, I have a child. Like, that's a huge responsibility. Are you sure you're able to do that? Yep. You know, I told him that I, like, maybe wasn't really interested in having children in the future just because, you know, I'm getting older and, um, you know, I, I would be open for adoption. But, like, I threw out, like, very specific stuff that were deal breakers for me. And he was okay with all of them. Oh, my God, girl, me. <laughs> and we were, like, like, literally kindred okay. sisters. I did this, too. To Marshall, literally, like, sat him down and told him every damn skeleton, not on the first date, but <laughs> yeah. I sat him down and said every skeleton in the closet. Yes, because single moms don't fuck around. It's like, look, we have been down the block 
their fourth mm-hmm. ways and back ways. And we have little humans that depend upon us. My thing to yes. Marshall was, look, you're always going to be fourth. And he was like, excuse me, what? Because that's a fucked up thing to say to somebody as you're falling in love with them. I said, you're going to be fourth until you're not. He's like, well, what the hell does that mean? I said, well, there is obviously my son first. There is my self second. There is my job that I love and is my world that supports my son and keeps food on the table and is very demanding. And then there's you. But he was okay with that. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Let me get to first. (laughs) You know, so... I understand what that is to freak them out right from jump. Yeah. And even my son, he was like, unfortunately, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers, letting him know that I was going on a date and my son overheard. I wasn't going to tell him, you know, yeah. So unfortunately he overheard. So he was worried while I was on my date. So my son was calling me and messaging me even while I was on this date. Oh my God. And it didn't bother him at all. He's like, I totally get it. It's totally fine. You know, he was so sweet about it. Um, and actually, he thought it was really endearing. So, Aww. yeah, it, just, it was such a great night. And then, like I said, we ended up closing down the Axe Place. Um, and then, you know, we had talked about, well, there's a bar down the road. Do you want to go hang out at the bar? And then, you know, at that moment, I was just like, you know what? No, night was a good night. Let's like, not let's call it an evening. Yes. Yeah. And so we hugged and we went our separate ways. And I think we may have texted each other saying that we got home safe. Um, but other than that, um, that was kind of it for our first date. And um, I thought it went really well, obviously. I do, too. Like, that's um, the thing I keep saying, too. We think about all this crap from, like, The Bachelor and all those dumb shows where they're whisk away to Hawaii on the first date and going to get married in five minutes. It doesn't really happen like that. And no shade or anything like that. If Hey, if you had that Cinderella coach pull up and you got diamonds on your first date, more power to you, boo. I, I mean, obviously, but I was always the type of girl that like, I want to see your real. I don't want to see your representative. I want to see your real. And I want to see who you are before I decide that I want to spend another $200 on a nanny to go hang out with you again. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so... Um... You know, at, at the end of the date, you know, when I got home, I really didn't think much of it other than, you know, it was a really nice date. Um, but then the next morning, we texted each other. And that's when I finally let my guard down. And I was finally like, I cried for 45 minutes straight. I don't remember what he said. It was something very sweet, obviously, um, where I finally felt like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> I... I this guy's gonna be really important in my life. I yeah. didn't think right away like I'm gonna marry him, but I was like, no matter what, I I he's gonna be in my life. I know he's gonna be in my life. Um, and <laughs> and from then on out, we had you know a couple other dates. You know, nothing. You know, crazy firework magic. Um, it, it was just really really good date. You know, and I think that. Um, Coming from my background, which I obviously didn't go into too much detail, very toxic family growing up. Same. Um, you know, alcoholic parents, yep. you know, all this sort of stuff. Like, you get so enthralled in, like, feelings of butterflies or, you know, I don't know, chasing the thrill Katie, of excitement or whatever. stop telling my life? Oh, my God. I so <laughs> hear you on this because... 
I forget what article it was. There was an article we did on the show a long time ago that it was just like the butterflies are actually your body telling you to fucking run. If it's a situation where this person is making your stomach flip every single time they text you. And I mean, like, oh my God, like I remember thinking that too, because I, us toxic relationships and I, I'm Latina, so I'm a very passionate person. And I felt like there had to be just this like fireworks and like, you know, lights and this big red carpet of emotions. And I was just like, chill and happy and going with the flow and it just the evolution like I can remember Marshall and I actually making it official we just it was it just kind of did and I so hear you on that because you know it sounds like you're almost saying that like with a little bit of trepidation like oh you know it wasn't fireworks I don't want fireworks I don't want to get burned again you know no that's exactly oh my gosh I know I so it's funny too that you mentioned that like so he had asked me to like be official with him to be his girlfriend, you know, a couple, you know, like a month in or so. And I told him, can I think about it? <laughs> and I, yeah. And cause, cause again, like I was in this mindset of like, I, I want to not keep my options open, but I'm really enjoying just kind of trying to figure out who I am. And Good I also you. wanted to make sure that I was healthy enough yeah. and in the right mind space to, be a girlfriend to somebody because um, I didn't want him to have a shit girlfriend either. You know, I wanted to be a good girlfriend Aww. for him. And, um, and what kind of took me aback was his response was just, sure, okay. Like, <gasps> like it was nothing. And like, I was waiting for, you know, anger. I was mm-hmm. waiting for, you know, the silent treatment. I was waiting for all these all negative the things to come. Yep. Yeah. But it was, totally fine and we ended up having a lovely conversation on our drive home um because we had gone to Bass pro that day mm-hmm. and we just ended up having a normal conversation all the way home and i even asked him, i was like are you, are you bad like and no it was none of that he was totally respectful and appreciative of my honesty and it, yeah he so like i said i mean there weren't fireworks there weren't and butterflies were it was <laughs> Yes, truly. I I say this to people so, oh my God, I love that. No, I'm not to sound like I'm like, I, I see, I told you I love love and I coo over this stuff because like you, I had so many toxic relationships that I would always park, uh, poke at Marshall so much to the fact that like the very first gift I ever gave him was a candle that said, cheers to keeping the shoes tied because I would always say I'm looking for the other shoe to drop. I'm looking for that thing that's wrong or I'm looking for this big burst of emotions and then we fight and then we blah, 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 blah. Like you, I, Marshall had asked me like three times because I wasn't even fucking around. I was just so over it. And I was just like, I'm just, I like you, but I'm just not willing to put myself out there right now. And I knew that he was the one like you, the like you know, with the, the the small signs of like things, and then all of a sudden you have this big crash. It's like, oh shit, this one's got me. You know, like Lyric cried the first time <laughs> that he left, like met him, and he like left the room, and uh, I was like, so basically, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say, like I so love the evolution of what you're saying, your journey to true yeah. love is, having really known what it wasn't on the other side of that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I still remember too, the first time he said that he loved us, it was one of the, um, one of the early times when he was meeting my son and, um, and we were all just laying on the couch watching a movie together. 
and we were both in his arms <gasps> and he was, and he said I love you with like a tear and I was just like oh my god I oh my love god. you too how perfect <laughs> you see what I mean it's not this all stupid bachelor roses shit I so feel you I just uh I'm like starting to get a little emotional with that cuz I just I feel like I would preach this through the rooftops. So many people, like, they would look for my story example. You know, yeah, it, it was this beautiful wedding and this, I, I obviously Instagram makes it look very glossy, but I always want my life's work. And if I'm telling love stories to be so real like this, that it's just, it's a lot of crap relationships. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dealing with everybody else's skeletons and it's not just a pretty ring even though you have a beautiful one and a pretty dress <laughs> there's so much more into it so i think this is almost my favorite show me the ring to the date but don't tell me what i said that um <laughs> so tell me after the i love you's like what did you guys immediately think okay because marshall and i were like yeah we're gonna get married that's it and we were we were psycho like a month in but i just knew was it like that for you like once you had the i love you was it like okay, well, we're all in, let's start planning a ring and a wedding, or were you blindsided? No, we, it was immediate. He, he would tell me very regularly, I'm going to marry you one day. Mm. Um, and um, I would say probably within three months or so, he asked my son um, <laughs> if it would be okay if he married me. And he started sharing all the details of where he wanted to do it, when he wanted to do it. My son had all the information. Oh, and <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but we knew, we knew right away. He, he definitely knew right away. Um, yeah. It was <laughs> it's, it just happens like that. When I tell people it that, does. because I, I, because like I said, it's, it's, I shouldn't say that. And I'm like, I apologize to anybody that's going through a tough divorce right now that like I had an, an engagement twice over that broke up and it might as well have been a divorce. Cause that's not necessarily true, but I had been through what I thought was my perfect person on paper and what I thought my life was over when I lost that. And then so many boo-boo ass people in between, I was single for six years and didn't get any nana for like two years. And I was very done with everything. But when I did the work on myself, I knew what I would do differently from my past relationships. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I brought to the table. And Marshall, that man, oh God bless him. He's very unscathed in romance, you know, because he really only had a few relationships before me, but he was ready. That was just it. And mm -hmm. I tell people, like, you can't force fate. And I know that that sounds like a storybook, but if there was one thing that I would say comes from the storybooks that's true it's that if it's for you it's gonna be for you and it's not gonna be a lot of work and fuck what anybody else says if it's too soon and blah 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 because blah, I got that too screw it when yeah. you know you know especially as single moms because we have that superpower about weeding out we the, the crappy ones we do <laughs> so tell me about the proposal oh goodness okay so first I didn't know like when it was going to happen or where it was going to happen um, so it was just kind of a normal, let's go for a hike today. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I love being outside. I love nature. Um, 
And so he wanted to take me to Harper's Ferry in West Virginia. Mm. And I'd never been. And so I was like, awesome, let's go. Um, so we start our trek up this mountain. And it's like four, it, it felt like four miles straight up. It was not. It was probably yeah. like, I don't know, a 5% incline, maybe. I don't know. But it felt awful. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, it, again, it wasn't anything like, crazy groundbreaking it was just you know we got to the top of the hill we encountered some snakes that Ooh. paralyzed me for a second yeah i could i cannot with snakes neither um nope they can go all they um, can go back to hades where they came from <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot i <laughs> um so but yeah we end up getting to the top of this mountain uh, again i use that term very loosely <laughs> and um oh my god i love it <laughs> And uh, we're just taking pictures. We're like, oh, my gosh, we finally made it. Like, we're exhausted. Um, we should have brought a snack. We should have brought something to, like, sit on. Like, we were dead. Um, and then he turns around and he asked, you know, the family behind us to take our picture because he wanted, like, a full body shot or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. And that's when I see him slowly reaching in his pocket. And I was like, I know what you're doing. <gasps> and, um, but I... I played it coy, or at least I think I did. Who knows? That Probably was not. I had a lot of oxygen <laughs> at that point. Um, but yeah, so then we get up, we take a couple pictures, um, you know, took a video, and, um, you know, he gets on me, and he says, you know, will you marry me, please? And again, I think I said yes. Um, <laughs> I Again, I, I truly blacked out. I, I don't remember anything at this point anymore. Nobody does, um, other I than, think. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I ended up getting a beautiful ring on my finger and an amazing, incredible man um, that I'm so honored to and so excited to share the rest of my life with. So I have um, to like, and then we had to head back down the mountain. Oh, yeah, I did too. Because I also, as everybody knows, got engaged on a hike. And I was like, you brought that ring up here and you could have lost it? You know, like, but... <laughs> I know, like, what's so cool about this is this podcast originally started as, like, show me the ring, but it's really more about, like, the love story and how beautiful it unfolds, but your pear shape was, you told me it was a special reason, the diamond. Yeah, so, um, I didn't, I didn't know this before, so I had to, like, Google it, because pear shape is such a unique shape of, of diamond, and, um, it, it really meant, you know, and represented strong will empowerment independence but it also the thing that really got to me was that it also represents tears of joy and it took me back to the day after our first date where I just let everything go and let my guards down and truly let myself open my heart up again to the world you know oh Um, (laughs) ma'am Uh, I just got full, full body goosebumps. If y'all listening didn't also get goosebumps, you're dead. Because I just, I, I freaking love every damn thing about that. Like, did you see, oh, I'm so in love with that story and that whole notion of like the empowerment and the love and the letting go. Because that's the hardest part. When you strangle things in life, you're putting a chokehold on your future. Like you're literally stopping the water from flowing. And... I think that is the most beautiful like cherry on the cake of your life to have that symbolism of everything that you worked hard to be before him. And then that moment 
where you said, okay, I'm going to trust you with my feelings, with my heart and just, oh, yes, girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy for you. Like I, I've never even met you in real life, but I feel like I could give you a kiss right now because <laughs> I just, I identify so much with that journey of love, not being perfect. I don't know how people did it back in the day where they met you know, two months in and they got engaged and married at six months and stayed together for 50 years, you know, at like 19 years old. I don't know that life. I know a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, turmoil and a lot of trauma behind all of that. But I think that it's these stories like yours that are the ones for the ages because you walk into it truly knowing who you are, what you're getting and what you have to give. I think it's amazing. Thank you. I, I will say, you know, I, uh, I didn't think that love was going to be in the cards for me anymore. You know, I had said earlier that I'm older, quote unquote. I'm, I just turned 38 and I met when Girl, I Girl, what does that make me then? You're um, not old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I really, you know, I, I wanted to just live this life the way that I wanted to live it. And I, you know, would, I was looking for somebody to share my life with somebody and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I feel so blessed truly. And again, just a loss of words. Like I just feel so lucky to have met him. And, you know, if I could, you know, give any advice it'd be like, please your comfort zone. Sometimes, sometimes the guy that you're looking for is not the guy that you think you're looking for. No, um, at all. At all. Like, I'm saying, yeah. I had friends that had known me for 15 years. Been like, I didn't know you had a thing for Asians. I was like, I didn't. I had a thing for Marshall. You know, it was just yeah. this different connection. And it's just, it was, it was literally manifested. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I know for a fact that there were so many cards in play that, you know, I too, I was 39 when I got married. I was 37, almost 37 when I met him. I said the same thing to him. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be able to give you children, but I knew that it was important yeah. to do that because, you know, he's adopted and never seen his DNA in another person. And we're so blessed with Malin. But, you know, I think the real parts of love, like, and honestly, oh my God, if I'd gotten married at 28 to 33 when I was supposed wanting to mm-hmm. the first time, uh, like it would have, ew. Like as, as much as that relationship scarred and shaped who I am, if I had married, bleh, nope. I, <laughs> and it's funny too, because a lot of people that have been engaged and then didn't end up marrying that person they asked, you know, did it take away from the day did it take away from the moment and I'm like no I was actually afraid of that I was afraid that like when Marshall got down on one knee that it wouldn't feel as much nope it was it that there was the fireworks that was my stomach dropped into my butt and I (laughs) didn't know what was going on but I just love so much that you said that your relationship was this peaceful slide into forever and I feel as though that should be your person Marshall is the one that sees every damn bit of my crazy on a daily basis. And it's just the one that's like, okay, I love you next. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I still accept you for who you are. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I am so excited to see your guys's wedding pictures. Cause you know, Mustakio Instagram. And I love how much you seem to be in love with this new journey of your life. And also quit calling yourself old. Cause I think that for me, 
the last four years, yes, in terms of like my love and, and, and everything unfolding, even with all the shit that I've gone through in the last six months, I think that these are my favorite years because I like knowing exactly who I am and exactly what I bring to the table. And now you have somebody there with you to have fun and enjoy the journey. Yeah, absolutely. I want a whole bunch of trips to swim with dolphins. Yes. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. Like what's next? Sharks and cages? Like, no, <laughs> sure. why not? <laughs> no, ma'am. That's all you. If we ever hang out, we're not doing that. Okay. No, I'm not going bungee jumping and I'm not jumping out of a plane. I'm not getting into a balloon. I know. <laughs> Absolutely not. And you know what? Now that I said that, now somebody's going to be like, oh, Riley, you have to go do that. Ugh, damn you, Katie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well. No, I actually think one of our first trips is going to be to Iceland or Canada. Oh, my God. Yes. How exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I will tell you, like, I haven't been able to travel the world with Marshall the way that I've wanted to, but we went to Puerto Rico last summer being completely out of the comfort zone. I mean, it was my home country, but in a different world. And if you will, with that one that you love is the best. And that's so exciting. And honestly, I'm going to pray that you guys have babies if that's really what you want. You know, like, thank you. I, we don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to go with the flow. And yeah. Happens, happens. And I, that's, I honestly, yeah. cause you're never promised tomorrow. And I think that's the most beautiful outlook on everything in life, especially marriage, because what they say is that, oh, it's just a piece of paper and it didn't change everything. Yeah, it did. In the best way possible, though. Not in a bad way. In like, oh my God, I feel very peaceful. I'm going to steal your word. I loved that feeling of not finality, but like, yay, I get to create this life with this person that I love and adore and let's fucking do this. You know, like that was. Let's go have some fun. Yeah, Let's like enjoy this life that we're given. Exactly. Oh my God, your outlook on everything is so gorgeous, and I love that it's just it's come from, uh, like a lotus flower. You know, I'm very into that right now because my husband just gave me the Lotus Jordans, all about my mantra now about like Aww. grasping everything and like you know coming into beauty from muck. <laughs> To put it in the most eloquent of terms, but <laughs> Katie, I, I'm, I'm so in love with your story and I really hope that you send me engagement photos, all of the things, because you know, I also used to say, show me the dress. So very, very <laughs> will, excited. Absolutely. Very, very excited. I'm honored to have you on the podcast. I'm not going to go do any dolphin related activities with you, but I would love to meet you someday <laughs> and give you a big fat squeeze. Oh, thanks. It was such a pleasure talking to you too. Thanks for having me. Of course. And, and hey, sure, letting me share my story. It, it was, it was my freaking pleasure. Like honestly. And if you guys want to hit me up, you can, if you guys have your story, you want to do a show me your ring and ask Riley, really Riley podcast at gmail.com. Really Riley podcast on Instagram, Riley Couture on Instagram, Riley Couture seven on TikTok. Text line is 410 410- 604-8895. And with your permission, Katie, I'm going to put a picture of the ring on my Instagram so everybody else can awe at its beauty as well. You got it. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Katie. It's really Riley.